Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Thank you so much for being here. Um, It's such an honor to bring the word tonight. My name is Alex Suber. Just blessed to be a part of this church family. Uh, Our family just planted here and believing that God is going to do great things. You know, one of the things I love about Riverside, even though we get excited, yeah, we, we get excited, we get loud a little bit. But Riverside is not just about hype, it's about help. When you come on these Wednesday nights, yes, we want you to leave encouraged, we want you to leave built up, but we also want to help you. We also want you to grow. Come on, where people grow, that's the whole thing. So come on, we're going to get some help tonight, not because of me, but by the power of God's word. So we're in a series right now continuing on Pastor Bobby's message, which is such an incredible word. Can we give it up for our pastors tonight? How many love Pastor Bobby, Pastor Don, all of our incredible pastors continuing in our series about the parables. Matthew chapter 13, verse 13, Jesus explaining why he uses parables. He says, that's why I use these parables, for they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. He, he's trying to communicate things for those that have ears to hear, for those that are actually looking. Because there were some people he really didn't want them to get it. He was kind of hiding it from them. But for those of you that are here on Wednesday night, come on, you got ears to hear, you got eyes to see. Now go with me quickly to Luke chapter 11, starting in verse 1. Luke chapter 11, starting in verse 1. This will be our main text. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. We've already heard about that tonight. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And do not let us yield to temptation. Then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story, this parable. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing to eat. And suppose he calls out to you from his bedroom and says, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night. My family are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, this is key, not for friendship's sake. If you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You fathers, you mothers, if your children ask for a fish... If they ask for a happy meal, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Come on. I don't even have to say anything. That preached the whole thing. I want to talk to you tonight from simple title, didn't even have to come up with it, Shameless Persistence, Shameless Persistence. Let's bless God's word. Dear Lord, 
Speak to us tonight. Allow these not to be my words, but to be your words. I speak now that you would remove all distraction, all confusion, anything that would hinder your word going forth. We thank you, Lord. Speak to us today. Your servants are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen, amen. Hey, high five somebody next to you. Tell them they're looking good as you take a seat. Thank you so much, team. Can we give a hand clap also for our worship team? Come on. Just leading us into the presence of God. Such an amazing night. Such an amazing night. So I, I, want, I want to talk to you about this parable. And I love these parables. Um, just to give you a little recap, we're talking about these ideas of parables. And in this you know, modern context, a lot of times when we talk about parables, people automatically think Jesus because there's so many parables throughout the Bible. Uh, there's different types of parables. But essentially, parables were a common way that Jewish teachers would take big abstract concepts and they would try to break it down into something that was very simple and very easy for people to digest, very easy for people to understand. The only problem is most of us, if not all of us, are not Jewish people living in an ancient world 2,000 years ago. I don't know, maybe you are a zombie in here or something, but I don't think you lived in this day and age. And so sometimes when we read the parables, even though they would have been very easy to understand and digest for the people that were hearing them, oftentimes they're completely confusing to us. It would be like if you went to another country that spoke another language and you started telling them about you going to H-E-B. And it's like all of us in here, we understand what it's like at H-E-B. We understand the layout. Some of you know the layout down to the T. You're like, I got to go to this aisle, and then this aisle, I got my route mapped out. And if this thing is out, it's just going to throw off the whole list. And, but if we tried to explain that to someone in another country that had never been to an H-E-B, that maybe they don't even you know, drive to grocery stores, maybe they don't even have the same kind of system that we have, it would be very hard for them to understand. And so I, I want to just take a few minutes and kind of explain to you the context that they would have thought of when they read this passage. And so when we think about this, we're like, if somebody came over to my house at 12 o'clock at night when my kids are asleep, come on, anybody have kids that are sleeping sometimes and you get that doorbell ring and you are ready to fight somebody? <laughs> you know, it's like you specifically told the delivery person, do not ring the doorbell. The baby is sleeping. I've been trying for an hour to get them to go to sleep, and maybe they'll sleep 10 minutes after my hour of trying, and you just ruined my 10 minutes of peace. Okay, I, it, we would go crazy. Like, do not come over. To, this, this is so weird. And, and even in our, in our modern world, I, think, I don't necessarily think this is a good thing, but as the world progresses and, you know, as our society changes, a lot of us may not even know our neighbors. We may not even be that close with our neighbors. And so especially if you had somebody come over to your house in the middle of the night and ask for some bread, it's like, dude, go, to, go get some bread at the grocery store. I think the corner store is open. Like, what are you doing at my house? Um, and even the fact that someone would just show up at your house unannounced is crazy to us because we've got live tracking on their phone. We've got Life360. We've got GPS, ETA sharing. Come on, where are y'all at? Okay, we're, we're in Quero. Okay, y'all are that far away. Let me know when y'all get in town and I'll unlock the door. And okay, we're going to have everything ready. We're texting back and forth. They didn't have that back then. And then beyond that, in this culture, when people were traveling, there were no hotels. There were no Airbnbs. There was no Priceline deal where it's like, hey, it's 11 o'clock 
and we've been driving. I know I've been there before. We've been driving all day, all night, just priceline something. Get us, get us at the Holiday Inn. Get us at the motel. Sit. Get it. Get whatever. You, I just, I just got to get in the bed. I don't, I'm not even going to take my suitcase in. I just got to go to sleep for a minute. You know, there was none of that. And and what you would do when you would travel, and this even goes back to the story of Mary and Joseph when they go to Joseph's hometown. Uh, it really shows that how, how ostracized they were because really they should have been staying with family because when someone traveled, say I was you know, gonna travel to Austin and, but I had to stop in, you know, I had to stop in Luling or Lockhart overnight. And if I had family there, I wouldn't look for a hotel and if we were in this age, I, I, I would look for where my family was or even friends of family. So someone may be traveling and you may not even know that they're gonna stop by they just, they just there. Hey, we here, and we got the six kids and the dog and, and, and the cat, and y- y'all got room in y'all's house? Oh, do you also, can you get us some dinner? <laughs> sure, sure. Love y'all, yeah. Remember when we, you know, got in that fight three years at the family reunion? Okay, yeah, come on in. And last thing, y'all kind of given this, you know, given this context, there's no, no grocery stores, no 24-hour diners, but in this Jewish context, you would have been obligated to take care of your guest. It, was, it wasn't like, hey, well, y'all just take care of yourselves. Y'all just, you know, you, we don't have any food. We don't. You would have been obligated to take care of them. And so Jesus is telling them this, and they're like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Somebody comes to your house in the middle of the night, and, you know, you don't have any food, so you go to your neighbor. But th- the thing that is different about this story the, the point that we get to that like, okay, Jesus, what are you trying to, the, the, most of this makes sense. It kind of, it's logical. It, it leads us up. Okay, we're, we, we're here. We got it. Okay. But then you got this neighbor that is annoying. You got this neighbor that will not stop knocking. And they're like, what's up with this, with this knocking? Because again, going back to the context, and I got to lay this out for you guys, the parable in this day and age, the, the type of home that they probably would have lived in, you would have had at least two or three generations of people living in one home. And their animals, their family animals, would have spent the night on the first floor. And the family would have slept on the second floor, one for, for hygiene, for sanitation, to get away from the animals. But also it was cooler uh, and it was safer, different things. And so once they were up there... And once the door was closed, because for us, we're like, of course the door was closed. Like, I closed my door up every night. But the door was closed. That's kind of a, a, a symbol of like, hey, this is, it's done. We're done for the night. Nothing, nothing is going to get us to open this door. Nothing is going to get us to change our routine for the night. So the fact that someone would come and not only wake you up in the middle of the night, not only wake up your goats and your whatever and your chickens. And I know, some, I know a bunch of y'all got a lot of chickens. I don't know what, about it is, what it is about Riverside. But Riverside loves some chickens and some eggs. But y'all got your chicken coops, and then it's like, I'm not going to come down there. I, I, I'm not going to come down. I, I, we are not that good of friends. Notice this, that it says, it says that they were friends, but obviously they weren't that good of friends. Like they were kind of, you know, you, you know how you have Facebook friends? It's like, we're friends on Facebook. It's like, yeah, that's, that's not really, it don't mean a whole lot. So they necessarily didn't have that great of a relationship, but the persistence is what got them their answer to what they needed. The shameless 
persistence. The fact that they kept on knocking, they kept on beating down the door. I need something. I need something from you. You have to supply money. Please open the door. Please open the door. And so Jesus says they don't open it because of the relationship. They just open it because they want to get rid of you. They, 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 want, they want to meet your needs so that you'll stop asking, so that you'll move on. And so they were stubborn. They were dedicated. They wouldn't take no for an answer. And it was kind of a little bit, a little bit rude, if we're being honest. Like, okay, if you knock once, but, you know, that hurt, I already told you once, don't make me tell you twice. Anybody heard that before? But here's the thing. They didn't care about being nice. It says that they were, they were shameless. They, they had a need. And they cared more about their need than they cared about being nice. They cared more about accomplishing their goal than they did what people thought of them, what people heard them say, what people wrote about them, what people gossiped about them. So they didn't get it because they were nice. They got it because they were persistent. And, and this, this word, in, uh, the Greek word is I'm going to just butcher this, but anadaya, and it literally means shameless persistence to lose all sense of what is proper. Boy, you ain't got no sense out here at 12 o'clock at night knocking on my door. But they became shameless. They didn't care about what was proper because of their need. They didn't care what the neighborhood heard or saw, what people posted on the Facebook group what people talked about in the group chat, they didn't care because they had a need. And maybe you are in this place tonight and you have a need. You showed up tonight because you're saying, Pastor, I, I, I have something I need. I, I, I need an answer to prayer. I need a breakthrough in my mind. I need something to change in my job. I, I need a healing in my body. And, and we come with a need, but, but here's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that many of us read this parable, and we think the neighbor is God. Now, me and PB talked about this today, so I'm going to just roll with it, okay? This is how I always thought about it. We got to come and we got to beg God for what we need. We, and, and honestly, sometimes we annoy God. I just, you know, I, I, almost, I almost titled this tonight, Annoying God. But then I knew that there were some people out there that'd be like, ooh, that's a little, you might get some lightning strikes on you for that one. But we may think that, that the person, that the neighbor is God. But there's a few things that, that, that speak to me that I don't think that, that this is God. Because one, it says the neighbor is asleep. Now, I don't know what you've been reading, but the last time I read, God doesn't sleep. God doesn't take a break unless it's intentional on the seventh day of creation. Okay, don't come at me. I know my Bible. But God don't need to take a nap. He doesn't need to get all his, his animals in. Psalm chapter 121 says that God never sleeps nor slumbers. So we don't have to wake God up. Man, is this a good time to come to God? I don't know. It's, it's 3 a.m. right now. It's 12 o'clock right now. You know, I'm waking up with anxiety right now. Or I, I'm in a bad situation right now. I'm in a place that I shouldn't be right now. And I want to I pray, but man, is God sleeping right now? We may feel like God's asleep sometimes. Come on, you ever felt like, man, God, why aren't you answering me right now? Where are you right now? But God doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. God isn't like your friends. God doesn't put shame on you when you come to him asking for something. See, when they came to the neighbor, 
the neighbor, yes, there's, there's a shame, but when we look at it, this, this one sense, shameless, it's almost like people are saying, well, you need a little shame. Like, like have you no shame? Are you, gonna, are you gonna act like that? Shame on you. But, but that's the neighbor, that's, that's maybe our friends, that's maybe what we've, our experience has been in life, that man, when I go to people, it seems like I'm bothering them. It seems like, it, it, it seems like they don't really want me around. It seems like I'm a, I'm a burden to them. It seems like it would be better if I'm not around, but that's not God. And, and I think some of us, when we read this, and maybe you've never been there before, but I know I've been there before, sometimes I feel like I'm bothering God with my prayers. Sometimes I feel like, God, you have more important things to do right now. God, there's so many things happening around the world. There are so many people that have bigger needs than me, God. Come on, I, I, I live in America. I've got an amazing family. I'm, I'm pretty healthy in my body. God, I, I don't want to bother you with my stuff. I, I, I don't want to interrupt what you're already doing. Or maybe this, I, I don't want to make God mad at me. Because I, I just had to ask him for something else yesterday. And now I'm asking him for another thing today. I, I don't want to make him mad at me because I have to keep coming to him. Come on, because we've all had those people that come to us over and over and over again. It's like, okay, how many times do you need me to help you move? You need to stay in one place. I don't know what we got to do. If I need to help, I'd rather help you with your rent this month than help you move. The first time I was real excited, but okay, Little Caesars is not cutting it anymore. We, but we think God's going to get mad at us if we, if we keep coming to him. He's already answered a lot of my prayers, or maybe this one, maybe... You look at it like the neighbor where, well, I don't really have that good of a relationship with God. I, I, you know, we, we've seen each other before. You know, we've seen each other pass in. You know, we did a little neighbor thing where I was mowing the grass and, hey, how are you? But we're, 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 not, really that, we're not really that close. I, I, you know, I, I'm coming to church right now, but it's been a real long time since I've come to church. Or, or I've never really been involved in church. This is, this is all new to me, and I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm good enough or close enough to ask God for something yet. I, I, I gotta I got earn, got earn the relationship. I gotta earn the right standing. That's what's so great is that we don't have to go before God on our own, that Jesus is our mediator. Come on, that through Jesus, we have access to the Father. You don't got to earn your relationship. Yes, you need to turn from your sins. Yes, you need to repent. But when you begin to step into the grace of God, when you begin to step into the mercy of God, you are as close as you're ever going to be. The blood has covered your sins. It's covered your past. You don't have to worry about earning your way into God's good graces. Come on, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get good enough one day where he can heal me. Maybe I'll get good enough one day where God will fix this relationship. Maybe I'll get good enough one day where I don't feel this shame and this condemnation anymore. Maybe I'll get good enough one day where I don't deal with this addiction anymore. No, 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 that's not, that's not how God works. God isn't like the neighbor where he's going to shame you for coming to him in the middle of the night. I don't know about you, but there's been a lot of nights that I've woke up and I say, God, if you don't help me right now, if you don't come through right now, I don't have the words to say. I, I don't even have the Bible verses to quote right now. I just know I need you right now. Will you show up? Will you open the door? Come on. Stop acting like you're bothering God. You are not a bother. 
And can I just tell you for somebody in this place that you are not a bother to the people that are around you. Because maybe you're thinking in your mind, well, I know God loves me, but nobody in this room loves me. No, no, there are people here that love you, that accept you. We want to get in the trenches with you. We want to help you grow. We want to help you get through what you're going through. You are not a bother here tonight. You are not a bother. You are not a bother. Because this is what 1 Thessalonians says. It says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Jesus Christ for you. So you're like, man, I just, I feel like, I feel like I need too much from God. Well, good news. He says, pray without ever stopping. (laughs) Now you're like, how do I do that? You know, Paul talks about, he prays, you know, all these different things. Hey, sometimes it's just like, God, I need you right now. I'm about to go into this meeting and that coworker's in there and Lord, just bless it. Just bless it, Lord. That's all I got to say. Sometimes that's all it is. Somebody, that was a good amen from somebody. Somebody, you you got a 9 a.m. tomorrow. That was your word right there. But come on, we don't have to come to him like we barely know him. We don't have to come to him worrying about our shame. Because Luke chapter 11, verse 11 says, You fathers, if your children ask you for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? If they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. Of course not. How many of you have children in this place? How many of you have ever been around a child before? If not, I'd love to introduce you to mine just to blow your mind. But kids don't have any shame. Okay, even if you don't have kids, I guarantee you, you've been in the grocery store before and you've seen a kid in the grocery store. They do not have shame in what they're asking for. And did you know, like, I, I, I like marketing. I kind of have a little bit of a, a background in that. Did you know they actually put all the kids' stuff at eye level with the shopping cart so that your kids see it before you see it? There's a reason all the fun little characters are about this high on the shelf. All the healthy stuff is up here. But all the, the colorful stuff and all the red dye 40 and sugar and, hey, I love it. Don't, hey, no shame in my game. I love that stuff. But there's a reason it's all about right here. Even the gift cards. My son has no idea what money is. No no clue. He's three years old. But he just knows that I have a card that I take out and pay for stuff. And the reason he knows that is because a lot of times he grabs stuff and tries to run out of the store. And I'm like, we got to pay for it. We got to, let's go. Daddy's got to pay for it. This dude... We are a good 20, 30 yards away from the checkouts. I've got them by myself, which, hey, by God's grace, we, we made it. But he says, Daddy, Mickey Mouse card, Mickey Mouse card. I'm like, Mickey Mouse card? What are you talking about, Mickey Mouse card? And then I see, I see the devil about that far away. <laughs> and I see in all these gift cards right at eye level. You got all the kids' gift cards, and there's a Mickey Mouse gift card. And he said, I want the Mickey Mouse card. I want the Mickey Mouse card. He is not, he has no shame in asking for what he wants, in asking for what he needs. 
And I know, please understand, I know that there are those in here that have had trauma as children and maybe you didn't have the best experience, but with, with a loving family, the way that God created things, children should not have to worry about their needs. Come on, that's why we even do things here as a church where we do outreaches to family. We try to help family to where children don't have to worry about their needs. That ch children don't, don't, have to, don't have to ask, are we gonna eat? It's no, what are we gonna eat? Or if they're like mine, they're gonna tell you what they wanna eat. And I say, well, we don't have that tonight. And they're like, well, <laughs> better find it. <laughs> better figure it out, dad, because you're the dad. You're the father. You have the resources. All they know is that I go away or my wife goes away and we come back and we have food. We have clothes. We have what they need. They don't know that we have to work for it. They don't know that we have to pay taxes. They don't know that we have to budget. No, they don't worry about all that. They just ask for what they need. They come without shame. They come without worry. And they ask for what they need. Come on, so what if we came to God like that? Come on, what if we approach God without our shame? Because a lot of us, we are full of shame. We're not shameless, we're shameful. And we approach God and we say, God, I know you're probably mad at me. I know you're probably upset with me. God, you know I did, I know I did it, and I know I'm horrible. And I, I've heard people, and I, I understand being broken. I understand different things. God, I know, I know I've done so many things. And there's shame. But I just felt tonight, if you don't get anything else from this message, that you need to get shameless. That the shame needs to be removed from your life. That there is no shame in Christ. That there is now therefore no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. That your father is a loving father. And when you approach him, when you seek after him, when you knock, he answers Come on, God is not up in heaven saying, man, well, you just, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to figure it out. I don't know if I'm going to be able to touch you. I don't know if I'm going to be able to heal you. I don't know if I'm going to be able to bless you. you. You better just stay down there at the door. No, no, no. God is waiting at the door. He's like standing there. He's just saying, just please knock because I'm so ready to open it up. Just please ask, and I'm so ready to give it to you. Just please surrender. I'm so ready to show up. I, I'm a good father, and I'm not going to give you a scorpion if you ask for bread. So come on, when's the last time you came and you shamelessly approached God? Without shame, without condemnation, without remorse, without feeling like I'm going to upset God. I'm going to make him mad at me. I'm a, I, I, he's going to condemn me. I, I, it's been so, come on, I've, this is one that I, I've dealt with probably most people in here. Man, it's been so long since I've prayed. Has God forgotten about me? God, I, I, it's been so long. I feel so weird coming back. No, no, no. God is a loving father. Just like the, the, the story of the prodigal son, and I think we're going to do that in a few weeks. I don't, I don't want to get too much, but the prodigal, the prodigal son was coming back to his father, and he was filled with shame, but the father was looking for his son. And before the son could even start to say all the excuses and all the mistakes, the, the father just wrapped his arm around him and said, I'm going to take care of you, son. I love you, son. And that's what God wants to do in your life. God wants to break off the shame. He wants to break off where you can come to him and be shameless. Where you can be bold. Where you can ask him for what you need. Not, not, just, not just what is convenient. But what do you need? 
Because that's what the, the person came. It, it wasn't convenient that they were knocking on the neighbor's door. But they had a need. It's interesting to me that just before that in the Lord's Prayer, it says God, it, it says to pray, Lord, give us our daily bread. Give us our, give us our daily food. But not only did they have the daily food, now they were asking for something extra. And not only were they asking for something extra, they were asking for something extra so that they could bless someone else. Can I just tell you, I know we have so many people in this room that you have a heart to give. You have a heart for generosity. It's okay to ask God to give you things so then you can bless other people, so then you can help other people. You're like, why? Well, I feel okay asking for my needs. I, I feel okay asking for my daily bread, but I, I don't really need anything beyond this. Could it be that it's not for you, but the reason that God has placed that in your heart for more is so that you can bless other people, so that you can give to the cares ministry, so that, so that you can give to people in the community, so that you can help build the new facility that we're working on building. Could it be that you have a desire, not just for your basics, but beyond the basics? See, God wants to bless you beyond the basics. And this isn't a prosperity thing. This isn't a name it and claim it. If you bring up $100 up here, God's gonna give you $1,000. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that if you will approach God and ask, he will always supply. He will always answer. Worship team, you guys can come. We boldly approach God. God wants to answer prayers beyond just your basics. He wants you to keep seeking after him. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, be anxious for nothing. Now a lot of us stop there. A lot of us just say, okay, be anxious for nothing, be anxious for nothing, be anxious for nothing, but I'm really anxious right now, really worried right now. God, why am I anxious? Uh, be anxious for nothing. <laughs> but it's not just that we take away our anxiety or we take away our fear, but we have to replace it with something. So yes, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Let it be known. I, I, I know I've struggled with this in the past before. I'm like, God knows everything. Anybody thought that before? And it's true. God is all-knowing. He is all-powerful. He's in all places at all times. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the firstborn. Come on, there's, we can go there. It's all true. It's all good. I can preach it. But it says, let your request be known to God. How many of us have been standing, I need some bread, I need some bread, I need some bread. Let's get this bread. Come on, God, I need some bread. I, I, need, I need it right now. Where's, where's the bread? Where? But have you let the request be known unto God? Have you actually asked him for it? Have you actually knocked on his door? Have you actually taken that step instead of just worrying, where's it gonna come from and how am I gonna fix this and what am I gonna do? And no, 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 God, yes, all that's true. It's all reality. It's all real. The, the bank account is red right now. That is a reality. The clock is also red. I'm working on it, okay? Don't judge me. That's real. But am I just going to keep standing here? I need it. I need it, God. I need it. I need you to. I need it. I, I, or are we going to say, God, this is my request. And be specific about your request. God, I need $223.67 to pay this medical bill. 
God, I need favor with this employee at the city because I need this approval for my business and I need it by this day. Well, whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. I don't know, it says let your request be known. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus. Stand with me, we're about to close. Just a few more scriptures. John chapter 14, verse 12. Again, Jesus speaking. This is all Jesus. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me and the work I and the work that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now I know that's been abused. I know that you've seen people use that out of order, out of context. This is in context with the will of God. It's in context with the word of God. There are things that are promises in the word of God and we are just repeating what God has already promised us. We, we, we talked a lot about the kingdom over the last several months and I love one of the greatest teachers on the kingdom is Dr. Miles Monroe, who was just had such a revelation. And when he talked about the Bible, even sometimes when he would preach, he would say, I want you to open up to section Matthew, article chapter 11, because the word of God is the legislation of the kingdom of God. It's the operating manual. It, 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 it's the, it, I, I can't think of the word right now. It's the constitution of the kingdom of God. And there are promises in there. There are rights in there as a believer that you're not begging for it to happen. It's a right. I am just declaring what has already been said over me. I think it, we would be a lot more effective, and, and I just got to flow for a second, but I, I think we would be a lot more effective instead of looking at our life and the battles we have in life as, as a battle, what if we looked at it like a courtroom? That God, I just want to make my case real quick. I, I want to bring my evidence real quick. Because when you go into the court of law, if you're dealing with something, especially constitutional law, it, it, it's not about how we feel. It's not about the circumstances that are around us. It's about what does the constitution say? And so that's why we can come to God and say these things. God, if you, you said that if I come to you, if I come to you with persistence, if I keep showing up, and I don't have time, but that, that persistence to come back to God, don't think you're gonna bother God. Don't think that, man, I've prayed about it before. No, keep seeking after him. He's not running away from you. He's not, he's not hidden away from you, but there is something about persistence. So there's no shame. This is the big takeaway I want you to take away tonight. Shameless request, not shameful request. Shameless request brings supernatural response. Shameless request brings a supernatural response. 
Luke chapter 11, verse 10, for everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. The door will be opened. At this time, I wanna invite our prayer partners to come forward and we're gonna spend a few moments in prayer tonight. And I'm gonna declare some things over you. And if you need prayer for anything tonight, if you need prayer for healing in your body, if you need prayer for restoration, if you need prayer for anxiety, for fear, you need prayer for a business decision, whatever it is, we wanna pray with you and we wanna agree with you. But I specifically wanna pray that shame would break off of some people tonight. I wanna declare that every person that walked in this room with condemnation, with fear, if I go to God, he's gonna get mad at me. He's gonna be upset with me. No, I wanna break that off now. So again, the altars are open. You can come forward at this time, but I just wanna begin to declare that with every person in this room, would you just lift your hands as an act of faith that dear Lord, we declare that you are not up in a room hiding away from us. You are not trying to, to keep things from us. You are not mad at us, but God, you say that if we come to you with persistence, if we come to you with faith, that you will answer our prayers, that you will answer our need. Maybe you feel like your need is too small in this place. Maybe you feel like your need is lesser than someone else. Don't worry, there's plenty of God to go around. So dear Lord, we break off now every spirit of fear, every lie of the enemy, all shame that has been placed on somebody, even the shame that you've been coming into church week after week and you're like, I can't walk down to that altar. If people know what I'm going through, if people see me go down, they're gonna, they're gonna talk about me, they're gonna worry, they're gonna, they're gonna spread rumors about me. No, we break off that shame now in Jesus' name. We break off that shame now in Jesus' name. And dear Lord, we thank you that if we come to you, Lord, with persistent prayers, that you will answer our prayer. You are a good, good father. You have good things for us. You have good, uh, a good future for us. And we thank you for it now. We receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Now come on, let's worship together. Let's stir up faith in this place. Come down if you need prayer. No shame, no condemnation. Come on. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.